Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are live from the warehouse in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Stop by and see us. We're going to talk to Howard Beck in just one moment. But we have some breaking news. We have a statement coming from Dennis Lindsay, Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Utah Jazz. He released a statement, quote, I would like to thank Commissioner Silver, the NBA Board of Governors, and the players for their willingness to uh, and commitment to finish the 2019-2020 NBA season. While our society faces important issues that certainly eclipse basketball, the entire Jazz organization looks forward to getting back on the court and continuing its playoff push. We have full confidence that the, that the league office, in collaboration with infectious disease specialists, public health experts, and government officials, will take all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of the players and on-site staff while while we regret not playing in front of our tremendous fans, we are grateful for their support. Low, uh, excuse me, their loyal support, and know they will be behind us. Unquote. There is Dennis Lindsay's uh, statement. Gordon, I didn't read it terrifically well, but what do you think? Yeah, it's uh, what what I would expect Dennis to say, uh, and uh, it lines up with what the league as a whole seems to be thinking. Agreed. All right, it's time for your daily assist. Let's get to it, Austin. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He's from the Bleacher Report. He's our good friend, Howard Beck. Howard, how are you today? Doing all right, fellas. How are you? Uh, doing very well. Thank you very much. And, uh, Howard, when uh, we last left it with you, we were hoping we'd have some solid plans uh, to talk about today, and it would appear that would be the case. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the season is presumably coming back. The plans have been announced. The players have signed off, pending further details being worked out. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, a course charted, which I would say is actually – different than there being a season because, and this is not to be a downer, but we don't know what is going to happen between now and and July 31st when they hope to play uh, the the first game since March 11th. Um, It's a long way to go. It's whatever that is, seven, eight weeks. And given everything, you know, that that we've seen transpire over the last couple of months, both with the virus and and now just with general unrest, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, nobody can say where we're going to be on July 31st, but the NBA has a plan now. There's a way forward, and there's you know there will be more details to come on the on the health and safety side of this in the next few days, I believe, and you know that's encouraging. Um, but there there is still a long way to go before we actually see NBA games being played, and before we can all 
you know, be reasonably assured that they've got a, a, a sound plan for doing it safely. So, Howard, the generalities that are involved in what we have found out, uh, what do you make of it? It seems like it's it's far from perfect, but uh, but at least it is. Well, you guys know my stance on on this part because we've discussed it, but I thought 16 teams was the way to go. I thought that yeah. you you de- minimize the risk by minimizing the number of people. That's pretty simple, pretty straightforward, and scientifically sound, even for those of us who are not scientific. The fewer bodies, the, the, the lesser risk. Um, 30 would have been excessive and unnecessary. 16, I think, would have been fair and, and ideal and would have gotten you what you really need, which is to, to a path to, to crowning a champion. And 22 is some kind of odd compromise. And look, it, it accomplishes several goals for the league. One, and, and primarily, it means more games, and that means more TV games, and that means more revenue. And the NBA is facing massive losses, and this at least defrays the loss. It, it, it's a less, you know, less, less of a hit because you'll have these TV games to play and the money that comes with it. Um, it allows some teams to have some closure to their season, to possibly play their way into the playoffs. There, there's, you know, by having this, this eight-game um, kind of whatever they're calling it, they're, 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 I think they're calling them seeding seating games. Um, they're not quite regular season games. They're not playoff games. They're not playing games. They're, they're seeding games. Um, that gets everybody a chance to shake the rust off, get back in rhythm, get in game shape. So there's a lot that, that, that this approach accomplishes. Um, I don't know much. I think I don't care that much about the race for the eighth seed in either conference. It's, it's, you know, it's just to be fodder for the, the Lakers and Bucks in the first round. So who cares in some ways? On the other hand, look, um, the Blazers are going to get Yusuf Nurkic and maybe Zach Collins back, and maybe they think they can give the Lakers a run for their money as an, as an eighth seed. Maybe. And that's a team that was in the conference finals last year. Uh, maybe the Pelicans, with uh, you know the, the, the array of talent that they have and the familiarity they have with, with you know, a few ex-Lakers on that squad. I mean, there's, there are some fun scenarios to play with, but recognizing, too, that in general in the NBA, the 1-8 matchup most years is a dud. Howard Beck with us on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is more of a statement than a question, I suppose, Howard. But uh, for personal reasons, I, I do the jazz brief and post. And for personal reasons, I sat down with my wife to e- examine the, the dates of of not only uh, the conclusion of this season and the playoffs, but then looking forward to next year and, and the ramifications there. And the conclusion that we came to is we're going to be wall-to-wall NBA basketball basically for the next year and a half. Yeah, uh, and I think, look, that December 1st start date for next season is, is tentative. It is a goal. It is not final. And it already is sounding like from the reporting that's out there that's some pushback from the union potentially. But I can see what the NBA is trying to do there, which is that if you can get next season started as soon as December 1st, after all that's happened, after you know squeezing in these games, after the delay and everything else, and you can start on December 1st, that's really only about – five, six weeks behind what some recent seasons have started, and you could see a path to getting back on track by playing with the schedule a bit so that you're not having a permanent schedule shift of December through you know, July or August or whatever it might end up being. If it's only five or six weeks you've got to make up, you can find that. Like You, you can squeeze the schedule. You can, you can play more back-to-backs again. You can do things to engineer getting back on track. Um, 
so that's I, I, I could see why they want to get going sooner rather than later for, for next season. Howard, I appreciate your word of caution because just today here in Utah was the highest number of cases they've detected. So this this COVID nineteen is far from the beast is not has not been killed yet. Um, it, it's still very much there. I don't know what's going on back in New York. Is is there any positive news or good news back there? We just had our first day in New York with zero deaths from COVID oh, wow. in however many months it's it's been since that. So. New York, in, in some ways, has turned a corner, and you know, but we still, you know, we, we have not gotten to phase two of reopening. Um, restaurants are still only doing takeout and delivery. Uh, you know, barbershops and beauty salons, uh, all those kinds of things remain closed. So we're, you know, we're, we're statistically it's looking better here, but we're not back to anywhere close to, to normal yet. And to your point, Gordon. If you look, it's not just you know where you are, um, you know Florida, where the NBA is planning to go, uh, is, is seeing a rise in cases, and there are several places across the South that had all rushed to reopen where they're seeing a rise in cases. So uh, there there could be any number of twists and turns in this in the months to come, and including in these critical couple of months before the NBA gets going again. So again, I, you know, they they can plan for this as much as 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 they as they can, and they'll they'll. Make all the per, per you know they'll, they'll plot out everything that they can plot out, but I, I don't know where this really ends up when we get there. Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report with us. Howard, what did you think about the July thirty first start time? Gordon and I have, have talked about it, and it it feels to me anyway like that will be ample amount of time to get the players back and in shape, so that the product when they do begin is on on a level that uh, that we expect it to be. Yeah, and as we've discussed, the players, you know, are going to be in, in all various, you know, uh, uh, levels of conditioning, and no one's going to be in basketball shape because you can only get in basketball shape by playing basketball, and it's impossible to have done that any time in the last few months. So this will be the longest that any of these guys have ever gone without playing basketball. For a lot of them, it'll be the longest they've ever gone without even being able to shoot at a hoop because a lot of them just don't have one available to them or haven't had them available to them. Even with facilities reopening in recent weeks, it's only been for limited, you know, four players at a time, can't do any work together, can only go in and just take shots. Um, so there's just so much work they have to get done. And, and, and no one's going to have a full team practice until they're in the bubble in Orlando. So that's still weeks away. So they need time to get players back to either to their home markets or players back into the country for those who left, who, who, are, who are from elsewhere in the world. They got to get everybody back. They got to get everybody on on planes and then to Orlando, and they got to go through quarantine, and they got to start having team practices. And yeah, it's it's a process. So when people say, "Why is it taking so long?" Well, because there's a there's a, a lot uh, to do on that end, and then even just logistically, they've never done this before. The NBA's never played had 22 teams go to one place and then camp out for a couple of months and play all these games and, and train and live. And like it's it's unprecedented every aspect of it. So that's that's requiring uh, you know some ramp up time. I'm sure Howard that Jake has more basketball questions for you, but I've been so eager to talk with you. I've complimented you in the past because of your, the thoughtful way you go about your your coverage and your opinions and whatnot. I'm so curious to hear what you have to say about the state of social justice in our country and some of the things that have been happening over the past week or so. 
Well, thank you, Gordon. I, 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 I would say just off the top, and just to, to segue it from basketball, I, I think that, and I'm not surprised to see, but I, I think it's, it's been heartening as always to see how engaged the NBA is on many levels. Damian Lillard uh, marched in Portland, and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson marched in Oakland, and we've seen Trey Young out there, and Jalen Brown drove all the way from Boston to Atlanta, his hometown, to, to go take part in the protests there. And, of course, Stephen Jackson, you know, former, former NBA player, that, you know, George Floyd was, was his really close friend. And I think the fact that – and it, it's just kind of an uncanny coincidence that, that, this, this, um, that this relationship was there that none of us even were, were aware of, but that Stephen Jackson has really, really brought it home in a different kind of way. For those of us who live in, in the NBA bubble – in general, um, it, it just felt like we were that much closer to this um, this particular incident and this particular tragic death because it's Stephen Jackson. We all know who Stephen Jackson is, and uh, you know I, I was fortunate to have Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, on my podcast earlier this season, and so that kind of brought it home. But now you've seen all these players out protesting and, and marching, and you've seen NBA coaches weigh in and NBA GMs and NBA owners. And uh, it, uh, it's, it's heartening to see the league that we all cover and discuss so much be so much in front on this issue and engaged and thoughtful about it. Beyond that, you know, it's, I, I, I find myself, you know, ricocheting between hopefulness and, and just being distraught and, 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 um, and troubled by everything we're seeing. I mean, um, obviously there's a lot of, of, of activity going on in, in the city where I live. And, you know, I, it's a constant stream of, of sirens and helicopters flying overhead and seeing footage flying through my Twitter stream of NYPD um, re- repeatedly going after protesters aggressively in ways that just defy all, all, all logic and, and, and humanity. I, I, it's really just troubling. And then seeing the police in Buffalo knock over the, the elderly man um, last night. And, and that, that was, you know, and we were, and it's, it's, it's one after the other of these. We're seeing these constantly. And it, it, it's just such a, a you know, the irony is, is rich, that, that the reaction to people protesting against police violence has been more police violence. And it doesn't mean all police. And it doesn't mean that, 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 that this is a, a, a widespread problem. But it is, it is literally widespread. It's happening in every city. We are seeing this happening everywhere. But, it's, it, yeah, I, I, all of us, we should always stipulate it is not all cops, but it is happening far too often. And the killing of George Floyd is a tragedy that should never should have happened. I don't understand that there, how there can still possibly be anybody in this country who disagrees with that premise, but there still are. I don't understand how there can be people in this country who disagree with the fact that we have a, 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 a racial problem when it comes to the police and people of color, and, and specifically uh, you know, African-Americans. I don't know how anybody can deny that. Um, I'm shocked sometimes at the lack of empathy that I see, but I am also moved by the incredible outpouring of, of empathy and the desire to fix this that I've seen in the last week or so as well. So, you know, like a lot of people, all I can hope is, is that this is all being channeled in a way that is going to bring about permanent change, that we're going to find the solutions that have eluded us for decades. And that, you know, you, you always hope that one of these will be the catalyst to, 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 to turn the corner on this, that this could be the turning point. Maybe this one is it. And um, we can only hope so. But the, 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 the signals and the imagery that we're seeing over the last week on that note are, are mixed at best. 
Howard, we always appreciate the perspective, appreciate those words, and uh, we always enjoy having you on the show. Thank you very much. Thanks, Howard. Always appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Take care. It's our friend Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report with us here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Good stuff. You know, I, I hope that we can, <laughs> at, a min- at a minimum, uh, get rid of some of this brutality, but also at all levels of society, you know, treat people equally, treat people fairly, you know, at, in all walks of life. Now, I must be living in the hundred acre wood, but I, I, I'm, I hope that we can move in that direction at a steady rate. Yeah, I agree too, Gordon. I, I told you on Monday, I, I truly believe in liberty and justice for all and, and the for all part of that. And, I, I think, uh, you, you know, there's a particular part of our society uh, that is hurting for a variety of reasons. And I, I'm glad we're all talking about it. And I'm glad more awareness is being brought to it. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, um, you, you know, so you can see some things starting to happen, some legislation, uh, legislation. I've been following a press conference from Aaron Mendenhall online, which which uh, was full of, of voices that that seem to be somewhat productive. And I know those are little, little things, but stuff I've got my eye on and hopefully that uh, more awareness brings activity. Boy, that last thing you said there is so freaking important. You know, awareness. Just be aware of it. And that's a hear hear the message, be aware of what needs to be changed and then do what you can to change it. All right, uh, we're live here at the warehouse in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. We'll have more big show coming up next. Our friend Tom joins, on, uh, jumps on with us once again, and we're hooking our listeners up, Tom. I'll hook you up, Texas Longhorns. <laughs> like that. I'll hook you up. Hey, uh, I've got um, deals on California King adjustable beds. These are the very finest bases. Um, if you... Come in. I can't say the brand over the air. You can look it up on your phone. You're going to see that they're three times as much. Uh, I was able to make a deal and secure 14 of the bases. We've sold four of them, so I have 10 beds left. It takes two bases per Cal King bed. You can do it with a solid mattress or a split, your choice. But they have all of the features. One of the cool things is you can use an app with your phone and control i have the hiccups jake <laughs> i hate that aren't they the how worst? do you do a radio spot with the hiccups <laughs> it's, it's literally impossible <laughs> it's awful gordon uh, have you ever had the hiccups on air uh i, I don't think i ever had, had the hiccups but i have belched a few times I, have a wheel i i'm hoping that doesn't happen after i hiccup that would be that would be bad embarrassing <laughs> yes it would anyway the these bases have an app you can get on your phone and you can control it from your phone that's how nice wow. these bases that's are crazy and across the street and when you come in i'll explain what across the street means we are selling it cheaper than one base for the entire bed with mattresses they're twenty two hundred dollars per side so I'm doing both sides, both bases, a solid mattress for seven ninety nine. Wow! If you want to split them, I'm going to do with split mattresses, gel infused memory foam, really nice mattress, for nineteen ninety nine. You want the eleven thousand dollar package? I'll upgrade that, and I just made this decision when I went over right. and got on my computer. I'll upgrade it to the eleven thousand dollar package mattress. 
for twenty four hundred bucks. Wow, that's incredible. It's a boom. Financing. Um, I can do one year. I have a special deal through Citibank. I can do one year, and it's called deferred interest. So if you pay it off in a year, there's no interest. If you take 12 months and two days, they're going to charge you interest for the whole time. So pay it off in a year, there's no interest. That's if, awesome. If your credit's beat up a little bit, you know our program at Snap Finance. Yep. They'll do 100 days basically with no interest. You have to pay their setup charge. I think it's $39. You pay the $39 fee, paid off in 100 days. There's no interest. Wow. So if you're looking for the, the bed of all beds, today is the day, and I only have five beds left. I also have the 499 name brand headboard, footboard, rails, double box springs, and the name brand $1,900 package, $499. It's the best deal I've ever done on a big bed including everything. Come and see us. Uh, Jake, you know the address is better than I do. 86 East University Parkway right here in Orem. 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. But certainly if you're in Utah County, drop by and see us. Take advantage of these unbelievable deals. We'll, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse today, 86 East University Parkway here in Orem. Stop by and see us. Gordon, we have some unfortunate breaking news. Um, I'm just going to read from this release, and uh, we'll read the statements as well. Um, it's a little bit long, so bear with me, and then, Gordon, uh, curious to get your reaction. Uh, this comes from uh, the University of Utah. It's a release uh, from uh, Athletic Director Mark Harlan, Defensive Coordinator Morgan Scalling, Head Coach Kyle Whittingham. We'll start with Mark Harlan. He says, on Wednesday night, I was made aware of a social media post that referenced a 2013 text message that included racist language sent by our football program's defensive coordinator, Morgan Scally. I initiated conversations with our campus partners, including President Watkins, and we agreed to have an outside firm review this matter to seek further details and determine whether this was an isolated incident. Coach Scally and I have spoken. He is very contrite and acknowledged that the text was sent and that it did include a derogatory and painful word. The use of any form of racist language is not only uh, antithetical to our policies and our values, but it is an affront to all of us, especially our African-American community members. While the review of this matter is being conducted, I have placed Morgan on su suspension effective immediately. Gordon, here is the statement from uh, Morgan Scally himself, quote, in, uh, in 2013, I made a terrible mistake. I used a racial slur in a text message. This language is offensive and hurtful to not only the African-American community, but to all. Immediately after sending it, I apologize to the recipient and his family. I'm also heartbroken over the potential breach of trust with my fellow coaches and with the young men in our program, both past and present. I'm truly sorry, and I own up to the hurtful effects of my choice through my actions and words going 
straightforward. I will demonstrate that my use of that slur in 2013 does not reflect or define who I am or what I stand for. My action is indefensible, and I will use my voice and position to bring about meaningful and much-needed change. I accept the university's suspension and will use it as time to reflect on my uh, insensitive comment from 2013 and how I intend to listen and grow from this situation. I'm completely against racism, and this will never happen again. And finally, Gordon, a statement from Kyle Whittingham, who says, quote, I was disappointed and shocked to learn this week of a text message sent by Morgan Scally in 2013 that contained a racial slur. I take uh, very seriously the hurt, pain and anger felt by African-Americans and the power of words to inflict or deepen that pain. Although this incident is inconsistent with the character and conduct of the person I have known and worked closely with for more than two decades, Morgan's use of racist language is a very serious matter, and I am supportive of the suspension while a more thorough outside review is conducted." Unquote. Well, my uh, my reaction is uh, well. There's a few of them. The first one is I appreciate the seriousness, the serious nature in which uh, way they're handling this situation. Uh, I, I think that's that's a sensitivity that should be there, and uh, I'm glad it is. Uh, you and I know Morgan Scally pretty well. That 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 was really surprising to me. Wouldn't you agree with that, Jake? I, I mean, I, I don't hang out with Morgan, but I've never seen that kind of attitude from him demonstrated in any other setting. That doesn't mean it couldn't exist. And the investigation, I assume, will get, uh, will figure that stuff out. But uh, I, I, I do appreciate that Morgan is coming clean and uh, the way he's handling this. I don't know what the outcome will be. I don't know what his fate is, but I I think his apology there, uh, based in part on the fact that we know him and we've talked with him, I would expect that to be done in all sincerity. We just obviously learned about this. The release was was just sent out, uh, 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 you know, here in the four o'clock hour. I think uh, four seventeen is the timestamp on the email. So I haven't had exactly a ton of time to process this. So I, I will say yes, we know Morgan well. I, I produced a, a radio show with Morgan Scally on it uh, for a year, or the better part of a year, and got to know him well while while doing it at that point in his life. And uh, I have liked few people more. Um, Has he, did so he ever? That, did he, did he ever demonstrate any kind of uh, racist attitude about anything? Never, not not for a second. So to to say that I'm surprised, yes, I I am surprised knowing what I I know about Morgan. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm not surprised about: the fact that he does accept responsibility and is con, is contrite, mm-hmm. and I believe the words in in his statement. I don't know if that matters. Um, I'm glad they're they're looking into whether or not this was a pattern. I'm pretty right. confident that it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't excuse. It certainly doesn't excuse the the behavior. Um, uh, but yes, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm glad he's he's owned up to it, and I'm not surprised because I, I believe Morgan to be a person of integrity. So um, I'm I'm still processing this one a little bit, Gordon, because it does conflict. Um, with the the Morgan Scally that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I agree with that. And the the reason it needs to be taken so seriously is because so often in our society, somebody might, and someone not talking about Morgan here, but someone out there might express a certain attitude, 
And then if you work with that person, sometimes there's a closing of the ranks or trying to hide it or that kind of thing. And that must be eradicated, Jake. Uh, that cannot be accepted. I, that's why I appreciate the serious tone of, of the way the university is, go, is handling this. Um, so I don't want to sit here and just go, ah, Morgan, it's okay. You know, it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. And we can't make excuses for, we can't, uh, you know, p- try to protect people when they make these kinds of mistakes. But uh, on the other hand, uh, that really surprising to me because that's not, that's not the Morgan Scally I know. And don't take this as any sort of defense because it's, it's really not one. And, and Morgan himself talks about how the use of the word is, is indefensible. So don't get me wrong. But we right. also don't know, uh, you know, we don't know the context. Mm-hmm. Not that there's a good context, but we don't know if it was a poor attempt at humor or something along those lines. Well, but obviously, I, that's not an excuse. But I'm just saying, right. like I have not seen the, I have not seen the text message. I do not know the context in which it was used. Well, again, I'm processing this at, at the same time you are. It it sounds as though after, right after it happened, Morgan understood that what he had right. done was in error and was ridiculous and was wrong and so he immediately contacted the individual and uh, the individual's family and apologized to them so he if he made that mistake it sounds like he acted on it pretty quick and again i'm not defending anything here i'm just saying right. that uh, th- this is what we know right and and that's that's tough and morgan this is you know he's basically the heir apparent for wit. This is this is a, a bit of a, a of a crossroads for the program for reasons that are not good, right? Not right. not good. And I I'm glad I guess I'm glad uh, the university is doing uh, a little more investigating. I you know ba- based on Utah's past actions when faced with controversy, I'm a little skeptical about outsourcing it. Um, but maybe doing it internally uh, allows for the the same uh, the PR spin, so to speak. So I don't know. Utah's actions going forward are are going to be interesting because they are going to be very much scrutinized in, in the the climate currently currently today. I'm not even just talking about the climate in this country. I'm talking about the climate today, right now, going on across the country. Well, they so, better do it right. This investigation right. better be appropriate and better be properly done. Uh, yeah, and I, I know what you're saying. There are things that have happened up at the university that have not been handled properly. Right. There's but, a couple instances we can point to that their concern hasn't necessarily been what's right, but uh, the, the proper PR. And I don't, I don't know if, the, you know, the obvious one is the Lauren McCluskey case. But right. even putting that aside, there's an example in sports where that controversy with the swim program, Gordon, that was, that was outsourced to a, a, a law firm that specializes in PR and specializes in, in, in spin. And that was handled mm, interestingly, in my opinion. Where it Not was, interestingly. It's in a stupid manner. Let's say it, it was put it to is. bed as quickly as they possibly could yeah, by saying, oh, on. we fired the guy responsible. And, and really, nothing to see here, folks. It was all this guy's fault. And I don't. I'm not really comfortable with how that was handled. So the, there, there's some track record here that makes me a little skeptical. And I hope that they do the right thing. Yes, I I, I agree with everything you just said. So, yeah, 
We'll find out. Because if it is a pattern, then you can't stand for that. You cannot stand for that. If it's a one-time deal, then we'll see what the university does. But Morgan has fessed up to it and said, yes, it did happen uh, the one time, and uh, that he apologized for it, and he's apologizing for it now. Um, But in any case where there is a pattern of this stuff happening, it just has to be dealt with properly in this day and age and in this environment. As and, and as we as we kind of dance around it, because it's new news and, and we do know Morgan and have for a long time, you know, the message needs to be out there that the, the behavior is unacceptable. Uh, Absolutely unacceptable. And we'll see where the where the consequences go. But the behavior, it, it's not right. It's, it's unacceptable in, right. in any in any way, shape or form. So we want to be sensitive to that, that that's the bottom line of this. And that was the sentiment expressed from Mark Harlan, Coach Witt and Morgan Scally himself uh, himself is that the behavior is not defensible and not right in any circumstance. Let me ask you this question, and it has to do with I want to separate this from this particular case. But what do you do with something that was never good? It was never good. But in the meantime, advancements have been made in attitude as time has gone. When did this happen? Seven years ago, he said? 2013. Yeah. I'm not excusing. I don't care when it happened. Uh, that kind of, you know, any kind of racial slur should never be used. But with the increase of awareness that we've been talking about in recent days, I wonder if the hammer swings a little harder now. You know what I mean? I think that's very possible, yes. I, I think it's very possible. And maybe it should swing harder. I you know, I mean, look, Maybe justifiably can, you, so, right. Yeah, you reach a point where you just go, come on. It's got to change. Got to affect change. And it might be painful to certain people, but so, I mean, it's what the right thing to do. Right. right. And that, that, that's, that seems to be the tone of what uh, I got from, from uh, Morgan's apology there. Uh, I think he's, he's hurting right now and uh, really, really regretting it. Oh, I, I, I know Morgan well enough to know that. Yep. Uh, that's and I think that comes comes across in his words as well. So wow, and, you know, sometimes a, you hear apologies from people and you just go, "Come on," you know, it just doesn't seem real. This uh, this seems real to me now. I might be allowing my experiences with Morgan Scally in the past positive ones, ones where he is has been uh, honorable and full of integrity and and those things. That's been my experience with him, uh, not this. Uh, so this is, this is all new to me. All new. Yeah. And, and unacceptable bottom line, unacceptable. Yep. All right. Uh, we're live from the warehouse. We'll have more coming up next. 86 East university parkway. Uh, we've got the not sports report coming up next. Gordon, do us a favor. Come up with something zany. Let's, let's not, uh, let's not talk about volcan- volcanoes ending life as we know it. Let's, let's come up with something <laughs> off the wall. So all right. I had a, some. A little, I need a I, laugh, I, please. I, ha- I had something, but I think I'm shifting gears on the fly here and uh, looking uh, quickly for maybe something a little more uh, uplifting. Uh, something. Let's let's aim for something other than depressing or scary. <laughs> okay. Because okay. the 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 whole Yellowstone thing yesterday was was depressing and scary. Let's let's aim well, a different direction than that. 
Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. To quote REM, it's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, let's not go there. Let's let's okay. let's do something else uh, okay. other than that. How about that? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Uh, stay tuned. We'll have more big show coming up next. Jeremiah Jensen will join us at the top of the five o'clock hour, ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty of the zone. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 the zone. We're live today at the warehouse. 86 East University Parkway. Come on by and see us. We'll talk to Tom about the great deals going on coming up here momentarily. But right now it is time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going all over the place because I got three or four I'm going to hit real quick. The first one, hey, Austin, keep the dump button ready because I don't know if I can use this word or not. Let's not not do it then. Today. Well, I, I mean, but I, 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 I have to because it's in the headline. But you, you tell me, you, you have it ready in case. But uh, I'm, hold, I'm serious. Let me go make sure it's on. Okay, you ready? <laughs> he's serious. He's got it with our with our uh, construction there in the control room, Gordon. He's got to literally make sure the right. button. It's on. Okay, you ready? All right. Uh, did you see this story that Cleveland Mayor Frank Jackson, he, he said that Cleveland is perceived as, quote, the butthole of the world. Did can it, I, did can it I get, say that word? Did it get dumped? I, I always use caution. I don't know if you can, so I dumped it. So. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it was a disparaging term. The armpit to, of the world, right? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. essentially. He used a different term. But yeah, uh, that had to do with the uh, with well, never mind. Anyway, what do you think about a mayor saying that? He's not calling it that, but he's saying that that's what it's perceived as. You know, I uh, I don't know if I have an opinion on this matter other than I've talked about uh, Cleveland's reputation with a good friend of mine who. who moved back here who's from salt lake but spent several years working in the banking banking industry in cleveland and he really liked it said he thought it was a, a a good city with a with a good community so i don't know it does have that reputation but as we here in utah know sometimes reputation is not reality all right and then there's this story from england apparently somebody was uh, a, a city council meeting on zoom was taking place and somebody flooded the the Zoom meeting with uh, adult images. I'll say it that way. Well, and so they, this, haven't we seen this a lot with everybody on Zoom meetings now? Isn't that the big complaint about Zoom is their their uh, their uh, I guess uh, security? Well, they had to shut down the meeting. <laughs> they had to shut it down. That's one way to end a unnecessary meeting. Huh? <laughs> Is if you're part of the meeting and you're bored, you're going to resort to that. Uh, it's one way to disrupt a meeting, I, I guess. It, I don't expect me to explain people's actions, Gordon. I, I, I mean, I have no idea what would motivate somebody to do that. Okay, and then there's this from San Francisco. Are you ready for this? This I, I, I wasn't sure whether I should do this story because I wanted to be uplifting. I, I mean, not necessarily uplifting, but not a downer. 
you tell me if this is a downer. Uh, apparently, the people of San Francisco are doing a really, really good job of, of uh, locking it down a little bit and, and staying home. But they've done it to the extent where now, like, wild critters are, are roaming the city. And we've seen this. Didn't we see goats over in England somewhere? Uh-huh. Uh, apparently coyotes. Coyotes in San Francisco roaming the streets. I don't know how comfortable I am with that. You and I in our very neighborhood, Jake, have have heard of cougars roaming the neighborhood. I mean, I mean the four-legged kind <laughs> oh, <laughs> roaming the neighborhood. But nope. coyotes in San Francisco? That's not it. We have uh, we have coyotes by us too. Don't kid yourself. I mean, are coyotes dangerous? Yeah, not really. What? What do you mean? Yeah, often. They, you're going to fight really. a coyote? They can be. You think I, I know, but don't they? Vicious it. animal. They're actually quite small. I, I, when I moved into my first house in California, the first night we were there, I think I told you this. That night, I went. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I went out and I looked across my front lawn, and there were like eight or nine coyotes in the front yard, roaming around. So I guess okay. maybe it's not that. I mean, were, I, were we you the, frightened? I mean, uh, you no, know, I was just, inside. Just, okay. This is what you do if you come across a coyote. You ready? Yeah. It says coyotes are wary of humans, and your presence is usually enough to drive off a coyote. Stand tall and assertive. Maintain eye contact. Do not turn your back, and do not run. Running away can trigger their prey drive and may cause <laughs> him or her to chase you. <laughs> Okay. We saw a fox on the golf course the other day. I mean, should been scared? I mean, come on. I told you about that infestation okay. of peacocks in that one neighborhood in Florida. You we know, did I, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, the animals are taking back their kingdoms, baby. I suppose. One coyote at a time. I like it. All right. Uh, joining us now, our good friend Tom from the warehouse. We'll have Jeremiah Jensen with us coming up next at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. What do you think, Tom? Coyotes, I think uh, Gordon has changed his cell phone plan because roaming's kind of obsolete. <laughs> okay, hey, listen, listen, Tom. I have a thing against got uh, you know coyotes and and things of that nature because I had a pet chicken once, and my chicken was I was get, taking it on a walk. And by the way, I saw a story about a guy taking his goose on a walk the other day. Reminded me of the way I used to take my chicken for a walk, and it was devoured by my friend's dog. It almost dog. cracks me up. We, I don't right. know if we need the chicken no story right now. <laughs> okay. Gordon, Gordon I have a neighbor who has a place up in uh, Jackson, and their son was on a trail run and got attacked by a coyote. And it's oh, probably because really? he was running. There you go. Yeah, you learn something new every day from the show. Don't I have run a friend, from the coyote. I, I'm not. Well, I'm not one up in you or anything. But I have a friend. Maybe you know him as well. But he was up in that area jogging through the woods, and he was uh, attacked by a bear. I've heard of other neighbors. Yeah, that's scary. Hey, yeah, you cougars, don't. You don't have two legged kind of cougars. <laughs> Lots of in my neighborhood because Clayton Middle School is Clayton Cougars. Oh, let's see. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Plenty of them. Oh, I see what you did. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's talk about deals. 
Gordon, I said last hour, I miss you. I, I miss you, but I don't want you to feel pressure. Don't come back here until the, this madness is over. But I'm going to I'm going to give a deal that even Gordon is going to get tempted to come and do. Ooh, I like it. This is the best deal we have ever done on the best full feature, and it's on a California King adjustable bed. I talked last hour about how it has a program, an app on your phone. You can adjust it. That's so cool. Do the massage settings, set the timer to turn off the massage settings. The entire package with a solid Cal King mattress for $17.99. If you want split, I've got a split deal on uh, gel-infused memory foam, $19.99. Then if you want the $11,000 package that has the crazy, crazy mattress, I can do it for $2,400. Wow. The best deal I've ever done on that base with that mattress, unprecedented. I've never seen it before. And then don't forget, Jake, you're sitting on the sweetest deal. It's so nice. Five ninety nine leather power love seat. So this is a cuddler. You get your significant other. I talked about cuddling ankles. If you want to hold her hand, that'd be okay too. Good, good for the relationship. It is very important. Um. But that's not all. I'm going to do our, let's call it uh, giveaway, because okay. I'm giving it away. All right. If you mention that you heard us on The Zone, mention that we miss Gordon's cute little face. <laughs> mention Jake is the best. All right. We will give you a free mattress protector with any adjustable bed purchase. Awesome. I don't care if you buy the four ninety nine. I've never done it with the four ninety nine deal. Come in, I'll give you a free mattress. And across the street, and you know who I'm talking yeah. about, Jake. Yep. They're one hundred and forty nine dollars. Same brand mattress protector. I'm giving it to you for free when you buy your adjustable. Oh man, take advantage Boom. of it. Eighty six East University Parkway. Eighty six East University Parkway. Also in Salt Lake. Nineteen sixty seven South. Three hundred West. He is Tom. It is the warehouse. Jeremiah Jensen joins us next. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone.